I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hello, Denise here, Menopause Project, Use Your Cycle Method. So today, we're going to have some tea time. Everybody grab your tea. My favorite flamingo mug. All right, today's tea time. It's a new feature here for 2023. Today, we are going to talk about, real quick, because tea times are quick, right? We're going to talk about how your hormones are killing your New Year's resolutions, right? So as I was thinking about it and what I've been hearing here lately is, you know, we, we made our New Year's resolutions. And one of the most common resolutions is I want to lose weight. It's kind of, you know, old school, old fashioned, whatever. But hey, you want to lose weight. Cool. Usually we say we want to lose weight in the next, by summertime, which here in Minnesota is what? Four months, five months away. So we want a quick fix and we want to lose weight fast. Newsflash. First of all, you didn't gain the weight fast. Well, actually you probably did gain the weight fast, didn't you? Because perimenopause is a sneaky little thing, right? Okay. So how do we, how, how, what's, what's up with your hormones? It's not that you're just eating too much because we as women know that when we decide we're going to lose weight, we, we cut all the good stuff out, right? We, we're just going to eat salads. We're going to, we're going to not have dessert. We're going to not drink so much. We're going to skip breakfast. We're going to do all of the things we know how to do, all of the things we have learned how to do in the last 30, 40, 50 years. We're going to do them all. We're going to double down. This is our year. We're going to do it. Okay, so first of all, I'm not a huge fan of New Year's. I think you can start choosing health any time of the year. Personally, I like Thursdays. Thursdays. Whatever, it's just a thing. It's something that worked for me in the past, obviously, right? But the first day of the first month of the first year really works, right? And I waited to do this tea time until after January 11th, the unofficial death date of most New Year's resolutions. Also, till after the saddest day of the year, January 16th. And here we are, a random Thursday, um, trying to figure out why we can't lose weight. And I'm here to tell you it's your hormones. It's not your willpower. It's not your attitude. It's just straight up your hormones. Okay, you want to lose weight. So what typically happens as a a personal trainer for the last 20 years, what I hear is women come in and tell me, I, I skip breakfast, I have a salad for lunch, and I have 
supper, and then, you know, that lasts for a little while, and then all hell breaks loose after supper, right? Because I'm so hungry at the end of the day. Okay, so mm, eating less doesn't necessarily work, because what that does is it triggers the hunger hormones, because you're not eating enough, right? You, you dropped your calories so low, you're not eating enough, and you're eating not enough of the right foods that are going to keep you full. A lot of times we turn to yogurt and grapefruit and and cheese sticks and a little bit of salad. And by salad, I mean some boring lettuce with some fat-free vinegar or something. Ugh. So as we get hungry, so the hunger hormone kicks in. And then as we get hungry and we put it off and we put it off till the end of the day, it no longer becomes about willpower. It becomes about being hangry and your body saying, I need food. I need food right now in order to survive because now we are, we are stressed out and it's not like we're stressed out. Our body is stressed out because we haven't gotten the nutrients we need for the day. So what do we need to do? Okay, so you've got hunger hormones, you've got cortisol working against you, you've got all of these things working against you. Of course, it's inevitable that you are going to eat the quickest calories because your body's starving, so it wants quick calories that it can convert quickly. And they're going to be not nutrient-dense foods. They're going to be foods you don't actually serve you very well, okay? The other way to lose weight, exercise more because probably we haven't been exercising or if we've been exercising semi-regularly throughout the year, we will have found, you know, we're going to double down. We're going to exercise every day. Like if we're extreme, right? We're going to exercise every day instead of picking three or four days a week that we can exercise or maybe just two, right? Could be just two might be the answer. So we're going to exercise. First of all, let's say you make it through three, four, five, six days in a row that you've exercised. You probably hurt because you haven't moved that much in quite some time. Your stress hormones are through the roof because you've been, maybe you've been getting up early, maybe you've been staying up late, maybe you haven't been sleeping well because you've been exercising late or early, whatever. Um, maybe, maybe you're just freaking hungry, right? But you're doing things to your muscles that, that all creates stress and cortisol. And I got a newsflash for you, cortisol? stores fat. That is the main purpose of cortisol is to store fat. We are storing fat to um, survival of the fittest, right? It all comes down to survival of the fittest and, and maintaining the species, right? So if you're stressed out, you can't get pregnant. If you can't get pregnant, the species dies out, okay? So the cortisol is not a good thing, right? And the other thing with the exercises, we're usually not exercising intensely, right? So when we go in and we just walk really fast, and mm, just, sorry, we walk really fast on the treadmill. <laughs> we're huffing, we're puffing, we're going as fast as we can because it's the new year, so we're still out of practice, but mm. okay, here's a heads up. Exercise at a moderate pace increases cortisol and doesn't really help. Sure, it burns some calories in the moment, but not enough to overtake the negative impacts you're having on your hormones. So one other thought here on some of the hormones wrecking you. 
If you are still cycling, and even if you aren't, it's just if you are cycling, these the female hormones are higher and lower, right? Estrogen and progesterone, did you know that half of the month your body actually requires an extra two to 400 calories in order to survive? You know, part of that survival of the species. Okay, so here's the deal. Here are some of the things that you can help, that you can do, tweak to your New Year's resolutions in order to lose weight. I, I don't want to say quicker, but it's going to be easier once you get in the swing of it, right? Now, a lot of times I get pushback on that is not easy, Denise. I, I've never been able to do that. I can't eat that much. I can't move like that. It's That's too hard. That's not easy. It's simple. It's simple, though. It's simple, not easy, right? My cousin says that a lot. It's simple. It's not easy. The philosophy is simple. The way the hormones work is simple. What is hard is our attitude toward it. What is hard is that we've never practiced this before. So we need to get into the practicing part of it. Okay? So number one thing you can do on your I want to lose weight New Year's resolution is eat more protein. I can with 99% accuracy say you are not eating enough protein. The average female our age, you know, plus 35, closer to 40, needs 100 to 125 grams of protein a day, minimum, 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 right? So the answer is actually 100 to 125 grams of protein a day, minimum, or one gram of protein per every pound of lean mass. Lean mass is a pain in the butt to figure out. So let's go with a gram per pound or a gram per pound that you want to weigh. I've seen it that way too. So if you want to weigh 150 pounds, you need to be getting 150 grams of protein per day. That's a lot of protein. You are not gonna accidentally eat that much protein. You need to plan that stuff out, okay? And it's not gonna happen on accident. Sidebar, if you've only been eating 70 grams of protein, or you have no idea how much you've been eating, um, just start adding a little bit more at every meal because you will get very uncomfortable if you go from 70 grams to 150 grams. Like, you will be constipated for days, right? So, so don't jump it all at once. Give yourself a couple of weeks to get into it. Another not quick fix. You have to be patient, but you will feel better. You have to trust the process. And as a personal trainer who's been doing this 20 years, and as a hormone specialist who has been doing the hormone specialist part for the last eight, please trust me on that. This is a long-term thing. You've been cycling for the last 20, 30, 40 years. What's another couple months? Give it time and then it becomes very simple, very easy. Okay, but you have to have practiced. So you want to be eating more protein. Now, oftentimes, I'm not going to lie, I've got one particular former client that I, I remember sitting down with her the first time we met and her, talking about how much protein she ate and she was she was convincing me she had enough protein and usually when clients come into me like that I'm like walk mm. like I don't want to hear mm, what you usually eat I, I say what did you eat yesterday what'd you have for breakfast what'd you have for lunch what'd you have for snack what'd you have for supper last and having been a trainer for a very long time I'm able to go okay you had steak that's 30 you had a pork chop that's 25 you had two eggs that's 12 grams of protein right 
So as she was saying it, click, 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 click. I said, okay, is that everything? Yes. I said, okay, you had 62 grams of protein yesterday. She's like, no, 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 no. I, I eat, I can't eat any more than that. Okay. You don't have to eat any more than that, but your body will rebel against losing any weight because you're not getting enough protein to support your muscles. By the way, you want to support your muscles. You want to keep your muscles because muscles are the drivers of metabolism, right? And also side horrifying note, after the age of 40, 45, 50, you start losing 10 pounds of muscle every 10 years. That's not good because that slows your metabolism down. Muscle is what burns fat. You need muscle. You need muscle. You need muscle. You need muscle. You need to start lifting weights, but I'll get to that one in a minute. So you need to eat more protein. Also side note for my menopausal women, that is women who have not had a period for a year or more or getting really damn close, you know, one every seven months. You need to get up to 150 grams of protein a day scientifically proven that lean pound for lean pound, women over 50 need more protein than men under 18 or 18-ish. Okay? You need the protein. Like, every meal should start with protein. Every bite of food, every drink should have protein. Yes, even before your morning coffee, you need to have a bite of protein. Okay? All of that because protein tampers all the systems down. But you need protein. Protein is filling. Protein is more filling, more satisfying. Protein helps maintain and build muscle. You need to eat your protein. And the more of it you can get from real food versus supplements, protein bars, protein shakes, that kind of thing, the better. Okay? Will it take a while to get there? Yep. Will you have to alter the way that you think about your meals? Yep. Um, If you're anything like me, I am a person that breakfast should be sweet, right? Like, cereal or pancakes or whatever. So it took a long time for me to get up to a point in my world where I have steak for breakfast. I have a pork chop for breakfast. I'm an omelet for breakfast now, right? Like, I don't care what time of day it is. I have a steak. I have a protein. I have a, you know, whatever. The only time I really do protein shakes anymore is I get up very early and I just can't wrap my head around making a steak that early. So I do have a protein shake to start my day because I want to have coffee. And I don't have coffee until I've had protein. Because coffee, just a side note here, increases your cortisol. If your cortisol increases, everything that goes in it afterwards is in fat storage. It's going straight to fat storage. If you have protein, it will tamper the effect of that cortisol and things will not store into fat nearly so fast. Okay? So eat more protein, start working toward the goal of 125 plus grams of protein per day. You will not get this if you do not track it, especially as you start. So start. Second thing, increase your fiber intake. I can guarantee you if you are not consciously trying to get fiber, you are getting well under the recommended 30 grams per day. And I would even push you to say, can you get 50? Again, like the protein, do not go from 5 grams of fiber a day to 50 grams of fiber a day. First of all, it will be nearly impossible for you to chew that much. But secondly, you will be very uncomfortable. Constipation is a real thing, right? Um, But you don't accidentally. I still struggle to get 50 grams of protein a day, and I eat a lot of vegetables, right? I eat a lot of things that increase my fiber. But increasing your fiber, first of all, increases your the bulk and um, makes you feel satisfied quicker, right? So side note, lettuce does not have a lot of fiber in it, okay? Side note, so for those of you that are like, 
oh, I'm going to have a salad. That, that's a lot of fiber. No, not really. Not really. It's not. Unless, you, unless that salad has some beans in it, some legumes in it, you're not getting as much fiber as you think. I really suggest you start looking at labels and seeing where you're getting your protein from. Start increasing your fiber right? So if you increase your protein, you increase your fiber, you are automatically going to feel full sooner. Notice I did not say you had to cut dessert. You did not say you had to do cut your alcohol. I did not say you had to cut your coffee out. I said increase your protein and increase your fiber. Those two things alone after a couple weeks will start helping you lose fat very quickly because you won't have as much room for those things. And as long as you get your protein and fiber every day, I don't care what else you eat least not to start. Okay. Third thing, don't just drink plain water. Tea time. What do I mean by that? Yes, water is extremely necessary, especially if you're getting all that fiber and all that protein, you need to be drinking water. However, I think of it this way. If you are not adding some electrolytes or some salt to your water, it's like your cells don't have anything to grab onto. And so it's really, yes, it's just passing through and yes, you're peeing clear, you're not having bright yellow peas, whatever, but the water isn't being absorbed and your body is not able to use it as easily. As we get older, let's face it, our systems start to go, okay? So you have to practice. So electrolytes specifically is what we need to get. So when I said salt, I mean Himalayan sea salt. Himalayan sea salt, no. Himalayan salt or sea salt, right? Himalayan salt has built-in minerals and electrolytes in it. And you do not need to put so much in your water that you can taste the damn salt. Literally, like I have a grinder, right? In a big tall glass of water, right? That is going to help the water get into your cells and help with all this shit, right? Electrolytes in their water. Or buy an electrolyte drink. And that it like it doesn't have to be the full dosage, dosage of electrolytes. Just get some electrolytes in that water. Every other glass, maybe. Couple glasses a day. Just get some more electrolytes. That's gonna help with any muscle cramping you might have, magnesium levels, electrolyte levels. It's going to help. Okay? So just getting enough water so that you pee clear is not actually necessarily helping. Get some electrolytes on your water. Now, let's talk about the exercise side of losing weight. Again, 20 years in the gym tells me that most women come in and hit the treadmill. And they walk. They don't walk so fast as to outrun a lion, but they do walk faster than their normal shopping mode, right? And here's what happens. When you walk more than three miles an hour, three, three, so 2.8 to 3.2 is a stroll, okay? So if when you walk more than that and you're pumping your arms and you've got the incline up and you're breathing heavy, huffing and puffing and huffing and puffing, you are increasing your cortisol levels. Now, what did I tell you that your cortisol does? Cortisol, incre- the increase of cortisol stores fat. Are you burning calories? Yes, but that is the least significant thing that you need to be worried about is are you burning calories right now in the here and now? Because maybe you'll burn 50 calories. Go have two bites of steak, whatever, right? Go have that mini chocolate that you've said you're gonna 
you're going to have. You're rewarding yourself with a mini chocolate. Poof, done. 50 calories, done. Right? So, no huffing and puffing. Huffing and puffing is counterintuitive. If you are going to add cardio, you need to be able to outrun the tiger. You need to practice outrunning the tiger. Okay? You need to go all in. Balls to the wall, all in, as fast as you can go. For as long as you can go. No pacing. Now, I will talk more about this in in tea times to come. But just know that the huffing and puffing is counterintuitive. And it is not helping your body. It is increasing the cortisol, which is storing fat. You're not releasing that much fat. You're not burning that many calories. You've not earned your supper. Okay? Huffing and puffing cardio. Cardio that is not at full max capacity is going to work against you. And we'll talk about this another time. Second, I'm going to exercise more. Lift weights. I I mentioned earlier that lifting weights was that you need muscle. Muscle is the the burner of, of your metabolism, right? So you need to lift weights. And when I say lift weights, I mean they better be heavier than your purse. Nothing agitates me more than walking into the weight room and seeing a woman grab five pound dumbbells. Because I can dang near guarantee that every single one of us carries a purse that weighs more than five pounds. Carried a purse into the gym that weighed more than five pounds. Okay? Now, I, mm, I'm i not going to judge if I see you in the gym. Because I don't know if I don't know your circumstance, I don't know that you didn't just come back from an injury and you're working on your physical therapy. I don't know. I don't care. But here's the deal. If you are going to gain muscle, you have to lift weights heavier than you can lift. You got to lift the big girl weights. You got to get to the the 15s, the 20s, the 25s, the 30s. Are you going to do it today? No. Not if you haven't been practicing, right? But you can do it. Gaining muscle will help you lose weight. It will not make you bulky. One thing it will do though. Well, it does a lot of things. Lifting weights is freaking amazing. It's my favorite thing in the whole gym. V- Quite early in my career, I was a very lean, 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 155 pounds. Very lean. Um, I was muscular. I was not big. I was muscular. You could see my arms, right? You could see my abs. But when people would ask me, well, how much do you weigh? I weigh 150 pounds. And they'd be like, oh, um. I don't want to look like you, though. That kind of freaked me out. That kind of sent me over the edge, right, for a while. But here's the deal. 150 lean pounds in clothes looks very small compared to 150 fluffy pounds, okay? So you need to know that the weight on the scale may not reflect in your head what you think is a weight loss. But it ain't going to happen today. you got to start. Okay, and once you see um, that your pants are falling off at 150 pounds, and you're like, "But I was 150. I've always been 150 pounds, but now my pants have fallen off." At some point, you don't care about the number on the scale quite so much as you care about you get to go buy new smaller clothes that fit different. Okay, so you need to lift heavy, heavy weights, and I will talk about this more in the weeks to come about how you know if you're lifting enough weight but you need to lift weights. 
And if you don't know how, I strongly recommend hiring a trainer in your local gym. Find one that you like. Find one that understands women over 40 and is not giving you some BS about eat less and move more. That will backfire. Okay? Finally, the the last thing, and maybe the, one of the easiest things that I'm going to recommend today to help you on your weight loss journey, stroll. Just walk. Just walk. If you're going to do it on a treadmill, that's 2.8 to 3.2 miles an hour, no incline or, or just a 1% incline. We need to get our steps in. We need to move. And walking at the pace of 2.8 to 3.2 miles an hour, strolling, not huffing and puffing, doesn't incite our cortisol to rise, so we don't go into fat storage mode. We don't, as we look at the treadmill, burn as many calories. Oh, can you tell that gives me a headache? We don't burn as many calories as we would if we were huffing and puffing, but seriously, we're talking like 12 or 13 less or something. It's ridiculous. Just stroll. Just move. Because that strolling that doesn't incite the cortisol to increase relaxes everything and puts you out of fight and flight and into tend and befriend. Tend and befriend. And that is where you burn fat. That when you are in this calm, relaxed state, physically and mentally, that's when you lose weight. Real quick, seventh one. I didn't plan on this one. Meditation or deep breathing, way more beneficial than heavy huffing and puffing. Okay? If you can just do some five deep breaths a couple times a day, in through the nose, out through the mouth, that will do far more to calm your cortisol levels and help you lose weight than doing a half-ass cardio is in my mind huffing and puffing if it's not a full-on sprint it's huffing and it's not the cardio you need to do okay okay so now that we've spilled all the tea now you know that the hormones are a far bigger killer of those new year's resolutions than willpower ask that you Stick around. If what I have to say interests you, excites you, maybe makes you just a little bit curious, check out my podcast, check out my YouTube channels, channel, um, learn more stuff and stick around. We're going to keep talking about this stuff. We're going to go dive deep into the protein. How do you get that much protein? We're going to dive into the fiber. How do you get that much fiber? We're going to dive into the weightlifting. That's my favorite part and show you how lifting heavy is going to do you more good than continuing to stick to those five pound weights. We're going to show you how sprinting and strolling are far more beneficial than that huff and puff, protect your knees kind of thing. Okay, because you need those knees for the next 40 or 50 years. So let's, let's exercise them. So glad to have seen you all. So glad to have helped. I know that was way longer than five minutes. I got to pick smaller topics. Okay, we'll talk next time. Have a great one. Now get going. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.